Hey guys, it's Bima Shavery and I'm here. I want to give you guys a, a semi-mid-month December astrological overview um, to give you guys a recap of what could be potentially occurring in your life astronomically, how these things are affecting your life and what is happening um, that are beyond your control that may potentially trigger or accelerate certain things that are unfolding around you and within you. So I want to give you guys a bit of an overview. If you have not heard the December astrological overview, please go and listen to that. This one will make more sense if you have not heard it. And it may connect either way because I'm a very detailed person. So I'm going to definitely uh, reiterate things to help you. But also the Jupiter and Pluto um, grand junction that is the grand conjunction that is happening on the 21st. I did a complete episode of that. And, um, yeah, so you want to check on that and, uh, think about those things and process those things in understanding what is happening astrologically to also understand why you may be triggered in certain ways. What has caused this acceleration of, emotion, what has caused you to feel irritable and kind of not on balance. And it, it's really a lot of beautiful energy about to burst in because it's going to give you that push that you need. But also as I speak about in the December astrological overview, you want to be very careful of the Sagittarian type of energy because you don't want to move too fast and trip up on yourself. Okay. So there is a lot of things that are taking place. There are a lot of things that are unfolding, but the beauty of it all is that you are becoming aware and the more aware you become, the more poise you can be as you are navigating these things. Okay. So currently you could really be in a space of feeling like you are having things together, right? You are materialistically thinking at this moment. You're thinking that you have your idea of how your foundation is needing to process. You're needing to grasp hold of your finances. You're trying to grasp hold of the economic value of your life. And you also may feel very confident in expressing and explaining how these things have affected you emotionally, how the lack of having these things or the lack of direction or the lack of stability in these things have affected you when it comes to your personal life, when it comes to how you cooperate with other people, how you collaborate, how you engage. But you will also find yourself in this space where you are in a bit of isolation. Could be because we are going under lockdowns, but also because you are trying to establish understanding for yourself. You're trying to figure out how these things really fit into your life and where you may have this certain burst of reality and um, a resurgence of this energetic power that makes you want to push forward and go towards what it is that you are feeling, you are reminded that it's not just you who's affected by these decisions that you may make. And that is causing a bit of instability. It's causing a bit of fear. It's causing a lot of anticipation and lack of clarity when it comes to how you move forward and how you communicate these things, because you have to remind yourself that it's not just about you. You're not thinking just for you. You're not just creating and just 
uh, stocking up just for you. It is other things and other people that are connected to you that will also be either benefiting or will not be benefiting from what it is that you are currently thinking you are building or your foundation that you are currently laying. And this can cause a bit of delay when it comes to actually seeing the fruits of the labor that you think or you thought you had already accumulated. And it's not that you aren't on the right path because you are, but there's still a little bit more work that needs to be done. There is still some teetering that is needing to be done before you leap out and you go into this full grind mode or this full adjustment in trying to create mode it's not about that you're going to understand it's not about that and you're going to find yourself in this space where the adjustments that are needing to be made physically will be made and they will be difficult for you to make because you don't want to really make them but you know that it's necessary so you're going to find yourself in this space of trying to negotiate with your routine trying to negotiate with your space of being you are normally reacting one way but the new norm is totally opposite of what you are accustomed to and so that is going to bring a bit of disheartening it's going to make you feel a little bit unstable it's going to make you question even more so but the beautiful thing is that we are on week one of our um, realignment detox. So you could have found out a lot of more information about what you really need and what it is that you really desire. And you could find that the things that you were allowing yourself to be attached to really are not suitable for where it is you're headed. And so this could be a very good energy for you to be in where you're having to sit still in the reality at hand and you're having to dig in the truth of self in a way to make negotiations and to make uh, decisions that really benefit you going forward in a way that is less crippling to your identity as it unfolds in its new phase. Also, you may find yourself at the heart of a lot of intense emotions, a lot of intense, um, just a lot of intense feelings when it comes to the things that you were so passionate about and the things that you were so you felt were really your thing. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to, to do. And this lack of now feeling, this lack of clarity about what it is you thought you knew you were passionate about or you thought was your path or you thought that you were really encouraged to proceed on. You're finding that you don't want to take those risks and jump out there. You're not really amped to use your, you're questioning your intuition. You're questioning what you think you feel. You're questioning what you think you know. You're questioning God also because you're trying to find clarity. And when you're in this process of trying to find clarity, you're also in this space of questioning a lot of things because you're mistrusting. You're not trusting a lot of things because the things that you thought you knew are unfolding and you're realizing you don't know much about it at all. And so it's changing your direction. It's changing your identity. It's changing your idea of how you saw things and how you see yourself. And in moments where you are normally balanced and you're pretty like sure of the choices that you're needing to make, you're, you're kind of dried up in that sense. It's like, I don't really have a lot of options. I, I don't have the options that I thought I did. I don't have the understanding that I thought I did. And so this is lacking that wealth. It's lacking that growth. It's it, that fertile soil that's needed. You're not seeing and you're not experiencing the harvest that you thought you wanted. And so you're just really at this space of being 
defensive. You're really on edge. You're really trying to cope with the realities at hand while still trying to balance your own life. And this is causing a blow up moment. This is causing moments of uncertainty. It's causing a lot of things to, to appear to fall apart. It's causing a lot of things to be all over the place. A lot of instability. One day is one thing. The next day is another thing. And there's always something happening. Someone is always needing something. Someone's always needing me. Someone's always over causing me to overextend and overindulge and overcompensate in areas that I don't have. And I'm feeling responsible. It's feeling this desire to please people when you don't really have anything to extend. It is that and it's all blowing up and it's all coming to a head. And it's like almost like when you feel a this may be a little gross, but it's almost like when you feel a um, pimple on your face and it just needs to be busted. And sometimes it could be so filled with whatever liquids. I'm not even going to say call it what it is. The liquid that when you finally pop it, there is this feeling of instant relief. Like you feel this instant pressure release. And that's what this feels like. It's like you're, you're boiling up to a top. There's this huge boil that is about to burst. And when it bursts, you are afraid. You know it's going to make a mess. You know there's going to be a little, little dramatic. You know there's going to be a lot of, you know, cleanup afterwards. But you're going to feel this pressure release in a way that is so much, so easier. It's so much easier for you to be able to navigate it and clean it up. I'd rather clean it up, but let it bust already. Let me get through this already. Let me just figure out what it is I'm dealing with. And this is going to put you in a perspective of delaying the communication that you're wanting to share, delaying the, um, delaying the clarity, but this blow up is going to bring a lot of clarity to you. It's going to bring a lot of understanding and it's going to bring a lot of introspection that is needed. And it may be quickly. It may be one of those things that come so quick that you don't even realize is happening or unfolding for you, but it's going to bring a sense of understanding of you and how you feel about things and how you think about things and where you're wanting to go forward. And while there's this sudden urge of optimism and this sudden desire to move forward, you're going to be less amped to make irrational decisions because you are in this space of trying to ground yourself in the midst of things moving so fast and chaotic. And also knowing that something is about to unfold that is going to help bring understanding to whatever situations you are engaged in. So this is going to put you on pause. This is going to put you in a place where you have to sit still a little bit. And as you're sitting still a little bit, you're going to be going through this process of rebirth, this process of transformation that is starting within, but it's causing parts of you to die out. Parts of you that were, that was more materialistic, parts of you that were really selfish, parts of you that also may have been too selfless. Parts of you that were too comfortable with relaying, relying on other people to show up for you while you didn't show up for yourself. And parts of you that were always allowing yourself to fall back and always allowing yourself to be on the back burner and never speaking your mind and holding your tongue in to keep the peace. You're going to feel this urge of saying, no, that's not what I feel. This is not what I believe. This is not who I am. And this is coming from the work that you're doing on yourself with understanding that you have lended yourself and your identity to be created by people that have no idea who you are at the core. 
And so it's taking that power back in a sense of taking back the understanding of self, this reevaluation in a, an adoration of self, this understanding of self, this lack of needing other people to to bring you the tools that you need to survive. Instead, you're holding on to your power and you're extending it out as it needs to be. But first doing it for yourself. That is the point. And that is what's going to lead you to this abundance that you're needing. This is what's going to lead you to this understanding. And this is what's going to lead you to this new appreciation of self in a way that you probably had not experienced before. Not because the opportunities weren't there, but because you were just on a different path and you were in a different light and you saw things a lot differently. But this new form of transition and this new establishment of self is going to cause you to be more introspective, be more connected to yourself. And that's what's going to connect you to the abundance and the new beginnings and the inspiration and the um, the opportunities to really materialize everything that's happening in the spiritual realm for you. But you're understanding that that has taken a lot of work on self. The more work you do on self, the more the things that you desire and deserve materialize. The less work you do on yourself, the more things that materialize, that have absolutely no substantial value to who you are becoming. This is also going to connect you with the things that you're wanting when it comes to matters of the heart, when it comes to matters of love, when it comes to matters of family, when it comes to having everything, what really matters to you? How much time do you really have to sacrifice your desires and needs and wants? How many more years do you have to waste on hoping something changes into what it is that you're wanting it to be instead of going after what it is that you know you deserve? And again, the more you realize this, the more established you become in your own beliefs. You become the ruler and the protector and the confidant and the supporter of your own emotions. You become more equipped to your own desires to learn more about spirituality. You're moving more like water. You're flowing with the, with the real tides of yourself. You more in tune with your your feelings and the feelings of those that are around you. And this can be a great thing when it comes to evaluating who's really for you and who's not, who really has your best intentions and who don't. These are things that you don't speak about. These are things you don't need to speak about because there is no desire to speak about what is evident and what will eventually manifest in itself. So this is again, causing you to be patient causing you to be on standby, causing you to be silent while God does his work, while God does what he's doing, while God allows the truth to reveal itself. Because you're not just waiting in vain. You're working on yourself while God does the rest, while he works on everything else that's going on. And while there may be chaos around, while the fires and the things may be burning around you, you are still in a space of calm and peace because you are doing what you can do to manifest what you desire First, starting within yourself. This is causing you to be more highly attuned to God, highly connected to God, highly connected to the power within you that is connected to God. And this is allowing you to be more grounded. It is doing the things that you're wanting to do and you're needing to do that do not normally become that that have not normally been your, your desire or your truth. And in this massive amount of transformation and this massive amount of healing and redirection of self, 
you're going to find how the tides are finally turning, how things are finally working in the betterment of you, how things are finally presenting themselves in a way that are in your favor. But again, it's because of the seeds that you've sown. It's not because you're more, you know, astute and you have it all together. It's because you've really done the work on yourself that was required for you to be able to sow those seeds in fertile soil, not the soil that everyone was using, but the soil that may have been isolated that everyone walked over, but God instructed you specifically to deposit your seeds there. And now you're finally beginning to see your blossoms. You're finally beginning to reap your harvest in a way that is way more abundant than you ever could have known, imagined, or even anticipated. But this started with you believing in something greater than yourself, something beyond your own comprehension, something you still may not have the full understanding of, but it's choosing to believe in something that you weren't in control of. Having faith is literally trusting that the seeds that you deposit will somehow do what they're needing to do. And it's having, you know, faith is definitely the substance of things hoped for, but you haven't seen any evidence of it. You haven't seen it manifest yet. You haven't seen anything. You don't even see a little bud bursting up under that seed, but you believe that it's happening. Patience, grasshopper, patience. When you believe in something, you leave that belief there. When you believe in something, you walk like it's already happening. You do the work. You're not waiting in vain. You're not waiting while things are hopefully unfolding. You're still doing the work that you need to do to make sure that these things are supported as they grow and evolve. But you know that the ultimate process is not up to you. It has nothing to do with you. It is not your work that is simultaneously creating the things that are blossoming and it's God's seeds that he's provided you with and it's you being obedient in sowing them in the correct soil and during this time within this next week I want you guys to be very mindful and think about the things that you're being told the things that you're hearing um the things that you're witnessing these intuitive hits that you're getting Be very mindful of that. Pay attention to your dreams. For some of you, it could be lions in your dreams. And lions signify confidence. Lions and lioness signify the strength to rule, to take control. You could have dreams about hummingbirds or you could suddenly be around and see birds, hummingbirds and all of these beautiful things. fluorescent color rare birds that you normally would never see this is signifying infinite joy joy that is definitely on its way to you joy that is within your reach for some of you it's not that you're dreaming about these things is that these are these may be some of your favorite um animals or you know omnivores or whatever these are your favorite symbols of something unlike a human pandas panda bears I don't know panda bears I mean I guess they're cute or whatever but panda bears are signifying harmony balance camaraderie connecting and this doesn't have to be with the person this could be within yourself finding harmony and peace within yourself when you're 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 taking um 
you're having dreams or you're having visions of flowers, the hyacinth, the hyacinth is a flower that it, it has like these green, um, stems that are growing from the bottom of it and it's yellow and it has like orange and it it's really pretty flower but that flower in particularly is a flower that signifies recovery it's it's signifying a shift in your dynamics it could be recovering from health issues it could be recovering from pain of a relationship it can be recovering from financial loss it can be recovering from the lack of confidence and self-esteem that you've had within yourself it could be recovering from addictions it could be a lot of different things that you're recovering from but this particular flower signifies that that is within your reach that you are on that path you're on the correct path of that whales if you're having dreams and you're visioning whales or whales are just your spirit animals something that you really really like you love a whale I know that when I'm going through different things in life certain animals and certain flowers and certain things stand out to me more and that becomes the focus of my path going forward until it shifts and then I go on this study of learning more about that animal learning more about that thing learning more about that flower learning more about that season when you have dreams about a whale it's signifying your voice standing in your truth standing in in your authenticity when it comes to you speaking your mind speaking what matters the most that matters of the heart being unafraid to do that rabbits if you're having dreams of rabbits or if you're seeing rabbits bunnies um things like that you could that first of all it signifies fertility so if you're a woman and you are around here you know doing a good deed there could be a um there could be pregnancy there could be some signifying you on a journey a new path of wanting to be pregnant having issues of fertility where you are trying and you can't or you're feeling like it's not possible you can find a massive turnaround in that area of your life you this is just something to take in consideration when you're seeing these type of messaging come around for you and then the protea is a flower also it is a very colorful pretty flower has like a bulb like thing in the middle of it and then it has these colorful flowers around it and that flower signifies transformation which is exactly what we're in. So if you're having dreams or you're having a desire or you come across these type of things, these these are signifying paths that you're on. These are signifying where you are on this journey and it's giving you a bit of confirmation that you may or may not need at that moment and remind yourself that it is something that you're needing to take from what it is that is being presented to you at that moment. But there's a massive change coming in. There are massive rebirths happening in in your life when it comes to your relationships, when it comes to love, when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to a fruition of what it is that you have sown. You're about to see some massive results. Now, what you've sown is something I can't tell you what you've sown. I can't tell you if it's good seeds or, or bad seeds. But remember, fertile soil is going to grow whatever seed is planted in that soil, whether it be good or bad. So whatever it is that you've sown in fertile soil, you're going to reap it tenfold. Okay. So that's just the general um that I'm feeling for this week coming ahead. But let me get my notes so I could give you guys some dates in specifics some specific dates 
that will um, really be significant on this journey that we're currently on as well. So we are currently on a couple days. Okay, so normally new moons and full moons, you're going to feel these things three days before, three days after, a little bit longer, give or take. And this has, this energy that we're coming up on is another eclipse. This is a solar eclipse. We just had a lunar eclipse in Gemini. So we're not even out of that energy because that energy lasts six months at least. But we're also in this space of going into more right? We're going into more shifts, more transits, more of so much more of what it is that we are dealing with at this moment, right? We're dealing with the changes and the shifts when it comes to politics, when it comes to our lives, when we're coming, we're trying to work on ourselves. We're trying to be on this journey. We're trying to do whatever, whatever. It's just a lot of stuff going on. And so this total solar eclipse that is coming in in Sagittarius is going to give us a real burst of fire, very big burst of fire. Um, this is actually a beautiful energy to be in because Sagittarius is very free. It's loving. It's happy. It's optimistic. It's really passionate, it's sexy energy almost, you know? And so it is very, very, very necessary, especially in the climate that we're in and the climate that we're headed to. When you have, um, this solar eclipse is supported by Venus, which is the planet of love. It's supported of relationships. It's aesthetics. It's all of this. It's a feminine, uh, very aroma, aromic type of uh, energy. It is connecting with Jupiter and Mercury. And on the same day, it is connecting with Mars. And this is going to lead to a very supportive type of energy. Okay. It is well, as supportive as it can be, I'll say that because it is a total solar eclipse and the solar eclipse are very potent, powerful, and, and, you know, they just are. And so, um, it's as as supportive as it can be in these ways and elements of our life. And if you are familiar with the other planets, which I describe a lot, Jupiter is this planet of abundance and expansion and whatever it connects to it expands. So, um, let's think about, this as we're going into this week because on Monday we're having and it's no coincidence that this eclipse is happening and occurring very very close close to I don't even want to get into the astrological parts of the president the the of Biden and Kamala Harris but I will say that this eclipse is occurring very closely to their ascendant and descendant, which is in their zodiac in their horoscope based on when they were born. Okay. Now, um, it's going to also trigger I'm just going to say this, okay? Because I don't want to get lost into that. I don't want to even get lost into my notes. I'm not even going to mention that, but just know this is going to be the day that this day or soon this week, we will have a final answer on who is and who will be the next president of the United States of America. I'm going to say that because of how everything is connecting and the axis that it is supporting and the way that it is aligning, we will have a answer on who finally will be taking office 
Now we know we are assuming it's one way, but also be very, 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 very clear that there are some other aspects that are happening that could cause a sudden shift of dynamics. I don't know what that could be. I don't even want to think about it. I really don't want to be into politics right now. So what I'm going to say to you is this should be the final day um, during this week. This energy is going to support us and giving the giving us the closure that we're needing and finally having the Electoral College do what they're needing to do to solidify the election. And it's happening on the day of the total solar eclipse. This is like astrological poetry. Like you can't even align. You can't even align these charts any any different than this. Okay. Now, on a more practical level, um, there are some good feels about this energy. It feels like, you know, the eclipse rules and you don't want to make any important decisions within several days of an eclipse, typically because things are not clear. There is so much that is happening. There are so many things that are occurring that are not giving you the clarity that you're needing at that particular time. So give it a couple days to a week after the initial eclipse happens to solidify and finalize any permanent decisions in your personal life. Because you want to be sure, um, you you just want to be very sure that you are really certain about the decisions that you're making. Because the whatever decisions that you're making are going to hold on for at least six months ahead. Okay. Now on the fifteenth of December, we're gonna have Venus, the beautiful planet of aesthetics, love, and all that yummy stuff, going into Sagittarius. It's all about fire, ambition, free um, passion. It is is very optimistic. It's a beautiful energy. And so the planet of relationships, beauty and finances is going to enter into Sagittarius. And this is going to be a much welcome change because Venus has been in Scorpio where it definitely has some struggles there, right? It, It definitely has some struggles. And so we're climbing out of this possessive, jealous, intense Scorpio Um, passionate but mystique type of energy and we're going into a much more open uh, the more the merrier type of energy and so this is going to be nice especially as we're getting closer to holidays season being really close into Christmas we're in Hanukkah we are about to be in Kwanzaa and just so many different things that are occurring and leading up to the new year and so this is very very beautiful now let me drink something, okay? And I suggest you drink something too because we're about to get into something real interesting. I want to tell you guys that top of the year, I'm going to speak a lot about Aquarius because we are about to have a lot of planets shifting into Aquarius. This is a significant change. This is a significant impact. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you know I speak about, especially at the top of the year when speaking about all the planets and all of the things that are happening, the age of Aquarius and all of that. We are about to be, if not already on the cusp of it, in the in daggone in it, okay? So it's gonna change a lot. It's gonna change about a lot about how we view ourselves, how we view community, how we view our relationships. And for some of y'all, it's letting go of people that's for the community. Let them go. If they for the world, let them have the world. But we're not gonna get into that. All I'm saying is, okay, we drink something. Y'all drink something. Okay, so... 
I want to speak to you guys about the impact of December 17th. December 17th is Saturn entering into Aquarius. Saturn is the planet of discipline, stability, structure, authority figures. Um, it's more of a masculine type of dominating. This is the daddy of the zodiac, I mean, of the of uh, planets. Okay, and so going into Aquarius. Now here is this is the, <laughs> this is one of the most important shifts because we have Saturn leaving the sign of Aquarius, um, leaving the sign of Capricorn, and then it will not ever go back into Capricorn for nearly three more decades. So we most likely, a lot of us depending on life and life's journeys, we'll never see this happen again, okay? It's officially moving away from Pluto, which is the planet of rebirth, death, transformation. It's moving away from Pluto being in Capricorn and the controlled demolition we've been experiencing in this year. So the destructuring, the dismantling, the death and rebirth on a soul level of the world has been happening. And I told you guys it was going to happen. The change of everything you thought you knew and you were so certain would never change and things were so certain it could never happen in our lifetime did and will continue to for a little while, right? Saturn will be in Aquarius until March of 2023. And so we're going to become very intimate with this particular placement. What does that mean? What does Saturn in Aquarius even mean? Well, the last time Saturn was in Aquarius was in 1991 to early 1994. In 1991, the internet was made available to unrestricted commercial use and the number of computers on the net reached a million. It was the beginning of the grunge, quote unquote, movement. In 1993, Canada had its first female prime minister. The Waco siege happened. The list goes, as David Koresh, goes on and on and on. I don't know how many of my listeners were not born in 1994. I don't know. I hope all y'all were born in 94, but if you were not... That means you may not be familiar with everything that happened in 91, 94. We had the riots. We had a lot of things happening. Rodney King, a lot of things happening. Okay. So I want you guys to do a little research on that if you are interested. But anyway, Saturn rules structure, organization, and discipline as we know. And so it's going to rule what we fear and where we might put up boundaries in our lives out of that fear. Aquarius which is a very fixed air sign. I have a very, very good understanding of Aquarius because I've been forced to understand Aquarius because that is an intimate partner. <laughs> and in order for me to understand myself and, and a lot about our dynamics, I had to understand Aquarius, okay? And so I did a lot of research. I've done a lot of research. I've been studying a lot about Aquarius for about six years now. 
okay? And so I'm gonna share a lot of those things with you at a later time. But as of now, let's just stick to the topic at hand, all right? All right, Bun Bun, here we go. So Aquarius is, as we know, as I just stated, a fixed air sign. It is associated technically and, and more oftenly with humanitarian efforts. Um, your ideas, your principles, community, who you associate with, how you function better as a group other than individuals. And um, it's against globalization, more about localizing connections and community and support, right, for the people. Now, while Saturn is in Aquarius, it is definitely going to stimulate more restructuring for slimming down and simplifying the way you interact with others and your existence as social creatures is going to fairly change dramatically over the course of the next couple of years. So if you're someone, like I've been speaking a lot, if you're someone who's accustomed to working up me, 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 you're not going to like this shift and you may not survive this shift mentally, emotionally, or in some cases physically because selfish is not anymore the name of the game. Selfless is. And this is why boundaries are important. This is why understanding self is important. This is why establishing a desire to know yourself intimately before you extend yourself outwardly is going to be beneficial because you will be used up if you don't, because it is now going into a space of community. How do your, how does your existence help people in a bigger state of thinking? How does it affect the world in a bigger scheme of things starting on a local level though it's not about fixing the world in places you'll never reach it is about fixing the world in which you interact in every single day whether that be in your homes whether that be in your jobs whether it be in your community however you see that's where you're going to be affected now think back to 1991 for all of my my older people you know we, we little veterans i was born in 84 so you know, I'm a little bit accustomed to what was going on around this time. Don't ask me how I remember things about this time, but I definitely do, okay? I remember when the internet was not a thing. We had to use the internet on a CD-ROM. AOL disk would come in the mail, we would put it in, and it was like dial-up. And if you're on the phone, it doesn't work. So you can't be on the phone and on the internet simultaneously. So in 1991, this was the introduction to the internet in a mass way. Now think about how your life, for everyone who was born and old enough to understand the impact of the internet, think about how differently the world has changed and your life has changed since the implement, implication of the internet on a global level. I still don't use the internet the way a lot of people use the internet because I'm so accustomed of not I'm, I'm accustomed to the real groundwork of researching, going to the libraries, getting the books, the internet has made it a lot more convenient, but it's still that having to sift through the noise of what people are saying, what people are thinking, what people's opinions are saying about a certain topic and really digging into the truth of it for yourself. So there are very limited, um, there's a lot of uh, things that you have to do to limit the noise of other people to decipher what's real, what's not, what's the facts, what's not. So the internet has become extremely innovative in changing our perspective and how we engage with research, with life, with people, etc. So the upside of this placement can really be some more innovative social technologies, making your life even more easier. Um, the downside could be, you know, 
really innovative social technologies making our life more difficult. You know, making it so easier to the point of where you don't know how to survive without it. That's, you know, have y'all looked at um, Black Mirror? I'm a person who loves that show. And I, I often reference it often because there's an episode called Nosedive. Now, it is on Netflix. Please watch this if you haven't already. But when I think about Saturn in Aquarius, I can't help but think about this episode because we need to watch what we don't lose. We need to watch that we don't lose our side of humanity with Saturn being in Aquarius. We don't want to be so technology driven that we disconnect from the human aspect of society. We need to ensure that a growing cancer culture and perhaps a potential government legislation such is such as hypothetically immune passports don't infringe on our human rights. OK, Saturn does well in the sign of Aquarius. But just as we've learned with Saturn and Capricorn, this particular planet can bring us into a corner and strip away our rights before we push back to clearly put boundaries in place and this doesn't mean that I'm not getting on the no mask because that has nothing to do with your rights but I'm speaking about it let's let's take it back personally if you don't stand up for what it is that you believe in you can lose that opportunity to do so you can lose that ability to do so and so we're in this space we want to be very careful that we do not allow ourselves to be a walkover, pushover, and allow things to occur in a way that really does change our dynamics in the way of how we are moving forward collectively as a group. We don't want to be so monolithic that the individual aspects of who we are do not have a place anymore in society. Okay. This could also trigger some legislation surrounding social media and the companies that are ran on social ran by social media you know this is some very important things that could happen and we have to be very mindful of the significance of these things because truth be told a lot of these changes are necessary and needed but we want to be sure what we're asking for because again with a couple days later on the 19th with Jupiter going into Aquarius as well the Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto have been like three's company this whole year in Capricorn. So they're going to be in Aquarius as well. And so Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Anything that Jupiter attached to is going to expand. And so this is really good news because Jupiter is going to leave Capricorn. Now, it's moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius. While it doesn't have any essential like purpose in Aquarius as far as like massively changing our our lives individually, this planet definitely has a lot more in common with Aquarius than it does in Capricorn. So it's not a battle as it has been in Capricorn. Jupiter does not like being in Capricorn because there is they're they're very Jupiter's optimistic. Jupiter is all about freedom and expansion and all of this. And then Capricorn is structure as well. So Saturn loves to be in Capricorn. They're like a match made in heaven. But when you have Jupiter connecting with Capricorn, it doesn't, it's not that, you know, whatever. Jupiter 
is our planet of international relations, travel, education, belief systems, law, expanding of those things. Principles of expansion and growth will be found in this sign as it transits, as it's moving through. So, for example, the government has played a big role this year in everybody's life quote unquote Capricorn. Okay. Their influence has heavily, 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 heavily bolstered for good and arguably for bad with the numerous of significant shutdowns we have faced. Um, it's impacted us in ways financially. It's impacted how we deal with international travel, how we look at international, um, governments, everything has changed. Everything has shifted. And with Jupiter now trans transiting through Aquarius, there's going to be a focus on growing our social technology in a way that we haven't seen before. It's going to be interesting to see the new rollouts of government programs across the world, including perhaps some countries shifting the programs more in line with a universal basic income matter. Like what is a basic eat a basic minimal that people should be paid in the world. And so that's going to be really difficult because the cost of living is different everywhere. And the places that you live are different everywhere. And the, the rules and the regulations and the laws are very different. So that would be very interesting if they try to implement those things. Um, with Uranus, which is the planet of sudden change, sudden, um, shifts and all of this in Taurus, it is going against Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius next year. So I think there's going to be some large shifts from global social and economic perspectives. Like things are going to definitely change, but I'll have more in that next year. You know, I'm not going to get into that right now. That's not the point. So the week ahead, we have the last time that Jupiter was in in Aquarius was in 2009 and Barack Obama was inaugurated as the president of the United States, the first and only black man to ever do so. Okay. It seems fitting then that Kamala Harris, um, will be the first woman of color to assume vice presidency in January of 2021. That has never been happening again with Jupiter going into Aquarius. So you can see some significant um, patterns there with how it expands and how it shifts and how it changes things so drastically in such a magnitude that affects everybody. And just these changes alone triggers some identity issues within our cultures, identity issues within our individual lives and identity issues within our country. Okay. Now, December 20th, we have Mercury, the planet of communication going into Capricorn. Mercury is going to kind of curb his enthusiasm as it enters into the sign of Capricorn. The placement encourages planning, foresight, discretion, secrecy, silence, and it can feel a bit like negative and stuck in the mudish at times with its abundant caution, right? But we need these times in our lives to make sure that you're being those, you're making sense of those big ideas and make sure that they're actually feasible. You're not just acting on impulse. You're actually thinking out and stre- strategically strategizing the plans that you're trying to move forward with. So start to gather those theories about everything that you've been putting out for the last few weeks and grab your tuners, Okay. Then December the 21st, we have the Great Conjunction and the Winter Solstice. This is going to be the most important day of the month. 
and it falls on the winter solstice, no less. So as you know, the winter solstice means that our sun is at its lowest point as it travels through the Northern hemisphere, giving us the shortest day and the longest night of the year. This is the first day of winter and it is also associated with Capricorn season. Okay, that is also the beginning of Capricorn season. So with the sun being in Capricorn is usually a time of great ambition. And it's no coincidence that there's Capricorn sun in the background of our many New Year's resolutions each year. The earth sign wants us to achieve. If it could talk, it would say, show me the moolah. Show me the moolah. Um, it is a stark realist with no grand illusions about life. It is just mind blowing when it comes to work ethic, the practicalities. How does this make sense on a tangible level? How can I put this together to make something better for this to go forward? Like that is the idea of a Capricorn. Very, very not emotionally driven, even though it feels differently. It is the counterpart opposite, total polar opposite in the zodiac sign of cancer. So cancer is the nurturing. Cancer is the supportive. Cancer is empathetic. Cancer is intuitive. Cancer is the family driven. Make sure this makes sense for the family. Make sure this is a safe environment, all of that. And then you have Capricorn. That's all about where's the money? How do we make sure the bills are paid? How do we create structures to make sure that this lasts long? What are the fundamentals? What is the foundation? Da, 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 da. That is a Capricorn. And so when you have um, this type of energy, you got to make sure that you're not so detached that you don't see the reality at hand and when you have so many planets and that's a lot that has happened this year people have been really in this space of moving 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 forward with what's happening on a level of going through um the changes of and a lot of people have felt like there's not been enough emotional courage there's not been an emotional support there hasn't been a lot of understanding on an emotional level because it's all been business practicalities finances destructuring what we know is a norm it has been so cutthroat almost and so that emotional connection that is so very needed and an emotional attunement is missing and so that is what you want to be very mindful of in your personal life that you do not allow that to become your normal you do not want your life to be so emotionally detached that you lose sight of the real depth at hand that has more to do with other things than it does what you think fundamentally is the purpose or the most important thing. So on December 21st, we have Jupiter and Saturn, which is going to form the Great Conjunction. This is happening and it has happened over every 20 years. OK, if you've heard politicians talking about the Great Reset after COVID-19, that was in 2020 this year. Um, this might just be the beginning of it. This is the start of a new cycle and in the sign of Aquarius. So it just might be something revolutionary. For the last 200 years, Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions have been happening in Earth signs. The final one having been in May of 2000 in Taurus. For the next 150 years plus, Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions will be in air signs only. Meaning we won't see this outside of our reality outside of an air sign ever again in our lives period we won't this is the this we will always experience them going forward going to air signs as long as we are alive so the fact the fact that this is the first one in the air series is very significant because it's going to be a massive shift from earthy energy to airy energy 
Okay. The transition of air will shake up the way you communicate. Even the ideas that you have collectively as human beings is going to change. Your social and economic systems are under a new major review in this influence and vision, which is Jupiter meets pragmatism, which is Saturn in a sign more dedicated to social equality and the needs of the many people opposed to individuals, right? So with this great conjunction being squared by Uranus in Taurus, we have some very serious shakeups in global order ahead of us. Not that we're not used to it because we've been experiencing it, but it's about to get real er. Okay. So a lot of people I know have been wanting and hoping that 2021 is going to be this. We're going to just cut the switch back on and we're going back to like 2019. I, I'm sorry to tell you, but those years and those days and those moments are completely over. We are itching very closely, much more closely and much further away from what you considered norm into a new reality. Okay. So then we have, I will talk about December 23rd, and then I'm going to leave it at that. The December 23rd shift, the final Mars-Pluto battle. The final Mars-Pluto battle is going to be two days before Christmas. So it's going to push Christmas in with a huge bang. The good news is that this means that Mars is on its way out of the contentious lineup. He has been in our lives heavily. Mars is action-packed, fire, aggression, warlike energy. And has been in our life very, very hectically for the past few months. But he'll likely go out with a bang here. And um, in this very contentious, violent, almost violent aspect. So be very mindful of your actions. Be very mindful of how you speak. The uh, triggers that come up during this time, just be very careful about it. Be very mindful of it because the 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 way the things are aligning is going to signify something massive occurring. And then of course you have the December 24th and 25th Christmas moon. Um, the moon is going to be in Taurus, which is usually a stabilizing influence, seeking good food, wine, quality times, etc. But as you know, by now Uranus in Taurus makes it much more unpredictable. Um, Suddenly the calm periods give you this sudden burst of disruption. So when Mercury also in Uranus during Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, the probability that people will be having Christmas gatherings over Zoom and FaceTime are very, very, very high. Um, December 27th through the 30th, we're going to have a full moon in Cancer and a Venus-Neptune battle. Um... Just a small note on the 27th, the uh, Uranus trine going with Sagittarius, well, going with Capricorn is going to encourage free thinking and independence. A lot of technological breakthroughs on the 29th. You're going to see a full moon, 29th, 30th, um, full moon in Cancer. Cancer moons are normally heavy, but they won't be as heavy going forward now that Jupiter and Saturn have moved out of Capricorn. So we're still going to have Pluto lingering in the signs. So as cuddly and cozy as cancers want to be, because we love it, um, we're still going to be plagued by the intensity of the emotion from Pluto. So um, it's going to be several more years before we're restored to our lovely, cuddly type of energy. We're changing. We've changed. And a lot of people may see that in cancers this year. They've seen that um, we're not what you thought we were. Like we're really 
yeah, like, you know, that whole emotional, yeah, we emotional, but we really got this other side to us that really can hurt some feelings and hurt some hearts and, and not give a crap about the emotion afterwards. So there's such, so many different plans and so I mean, so many different positions of a cancer in, and I love talking about cancers, not just cause I'm a cancer, but because it really does shake up people's idea of who we are and what we are and what we stand for. And so beautiful to bust people's bubbles. Right. So on, um, on the 30th, Venus is going to go with Neptune. Neptune is the planet of illusion, spirituality, kind of deception, very mystique. It is a lot of scorpionic energy and the possibility of confusion and rifts in relationships and finances on this day could be very, very likely. So please, if you can take care of what you can take care of, have those hard discussions before this day comes, because you may want to have, you may want to hold off to the first week of January, if not, because things are going to get a little tricky. And then December 31st, we have a Leo moon on New Year's Eve. And what are you doing on New Year's Eve? Well, there's a fun moon in Leo that evening, but the moon is on its own and not a lot of support from other planets. So because it is squared by Uranus and opposed by our great conjunction, which will pull us out of our current, our, out of our current comfort zones, um, it may cause a little bit of attention. So you might just want to plan to be in. On, on New Year's and you should anyway because it's not safe to be out in the streets so while we're going to be glad to see the backside of 2020 New Year's Eve's hint that those looking for a calm refuge after the storm won't be necessarily getting it in 2021 this year has many 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 surprises in store but again we're going to talk about that in January so with this last week going up into the last um, few days of this we're we're in for a lot we're going to be in for a lot of uh changes and shifts and it's just very important to focus on what you can control focus on yourself focus on the important things at hand focus in stabilizing your norm so that that can be a big part of your foundation going forward okay so guys this has been your mid-month December astrological um, overview. I love you guys so very much. I'll be back with the astrology talk in January. So this will be the final for 2020 as I am preparing for our next um, two and a half weeks of our realignment um, reset detox. I'm, I'm focusing on that. And so I will also be doing a beautiful meditation for us on new year's well on the full moon in cancer so yeah this is the last uh, astrology overview but we will i will come back january 1st um with your monthly astrological overview so that we can kind of get ourselves together and, and focus and try to tap into the newfound energetic space we will all be in so until our next daily dose of energy where i will be discussing our week two of our realignment detox i want you guys to be safe no i love you and i will speak with you guys very 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 soon i love your freaking souls bye